and welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. Also, check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And keeping with our 2019 NFL Draft Prospect interviews, today we're joined by Mr. Harriel of Sacramento State. How you doing, mister? I'm doing pretty good, man. Blessed to be here today. Thank you for having me. Not a problem, man. First of all, I got to ask you, you came into Sac State as a running back, and I play running back in college, so I'm interested in, in your take on this. In 2016, you made the move to safety. What went into that decision for you? Um, so starting off at running back, you know, um, you know, it was a, I initially went to receiver um, after my 2016 season. That's a lot of the um, that's a lot what people really don't know about it. But um, injuries occurred um, during the season. So mid-season, I got moved to safety. And was that what was the biggest adjustment you had to make there, you know, going from offense to playing defense? Because you probably had some experience playing defense in high school, but at the collegiate level, it's a little bit different. What went into that? Um, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make? Um, the biggest adjustment was being able to learn the playbook because, you know, going from offense, learning the scheme and, you know, putting a lot of time in knowing my checks at running back and then being on the fly, being switched over to the defensive side and learning the whole defensive playbook. And, you know, that was the big adjustment for me. And just staying positive, you know, starting all the way over on the depth chart. That's the funny part about it, man. And you brought up the the whole learning the playbook part. That I found I felt as though for me, that was probably the biggest challenge because coming out of high school, you you know, you probably we I know we had like eight or nine plays and it was simple. Mm-hmm. And when I got to college, I didn't realize, man, there's that many defenses that you have to prepare against. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know all I knew was four or three. I didn't even know what was a, a sixty front, all kind of stuff. I had to learn. I'm yeah. like, man, it's so tough trying to get it. It, it, as an 18-year-old, I can only imagine what was going on in your head going from offense to defense. Um, but you were able to make the switch, and you and you played at a high level, man. I I described you as a you know, as a prospect as a combo safety. Uh, do you agree or disagree with that? And and what goes into that role um, at, at your in your opinion? Um, I I agree with that. Um, I feel like I'm very versatile, so I feel like I'm I'm able to play a lot of different positions. Um, at a high level, you know, it just takes for me to, you know, getting the playbook down and being able to compete, you know, I'm always, you know, challenge myself to go against the top guy and, you know, do what I got to do. So when I, when they made the switch to moving me to safety, you know, it just took me some time. I had to wake up at three o'clock in the morning every day just to go meet with my coach, to learn the playbook, learn the ins and the outs and, you know, perfect my craft at playing safety. And then when I finally got it, you know, everything clicked for me. It's funny because people don't realize the amount of time that goes into being a student athlete. The fact that you had to get up at three in the morning just to be able to be ready for practice uh, later on that, that morning or afternoon, you know, it's just remarkable the amount of effort that goes into playing. Because if I was just to watch your game, um, just up from a passing view, I was like, man, this dude probably played safety his entire life. He's so fluid. He's he's athletic. He's where he needs to be. But a lot of work went into that. And and 
you know, a lot of work goes into making it look easy out there on, on the field. Do you feel as though your background as a running back kind of gave you a bit of an advantage as a defensive player? Um, yes, I, I believe so. Um, because being able to play on the offensive side, you know, you kind of know what route you're going to get um, by the splits, formations. Um, so that helped me on the defensive side, just being able to make checks and see seeing things real easy um, in the game and practice. So everything started to, you know, slow up for me, and I was able to react very quickly. Playing in the Big Sky Conference as a defender, I mean, it, it's a unique conference because you guys see a little bit of everything out there. And so how would you say the Big Sky sort of helped prepare you for the NFL? Um, you know, playing in the Big Sky, I um, I knew every game was going to be a challenge. You know, I was either going to go against a good quarterback, good receiver, and every team was good in the Big Sky. It wasn't, it wasn't just one team. So the conference always had a lot of ups and downs. So I, I was able to play against top receivers, um, top quarterbacks, see different um, running schemes like with the Veer option, a lot of RPOs. So, you know, it just tested my skills and my abilities, and it was just there for me to just make the adjustment and play at a high level. I think Sacramento State is one of the more underrated programs uh, in the big sky and, and within the FCS. I think you guys are like a sleeping giant. You know, you guys produce some really good receivers, some really excellent defenders, you being one of them. Um, how beneficial was Sacramento State in your development? Um, it was real beneficial, you know, being a local kid, being from Sacramento, you know, Sac State gave me the opportunity to showcase my talents here in Sacramento. And, you know, I agree with you. Um, Sacramento State, you know, is a sleeper team, and a lot of people overlook us, you know. But I don't let that get to me, you know. I, I like being the under, underdog. So, you know, just going out every day, just showcasing my talents, just let me know that I can compete with any team, whoever I'm up against. Uh, we played a lot of big teams, you know. I've always thought I've been the best on the field no matter where I go. I don't care if it's Division One, AA, or D1, just regular FBS. So It's funny because the first uh, tape I popped on when I was doing my, my prospect uh, evals was a San Diego State tape. I'm like, man, this dude is legitimately all over the place. And you know San Diego State puts you in the bind defensively because of how they run, and they, they're really going to test you physically, but also they try to sneak stuff behind you in the passing game. You were able to excel there. So – out of San Diego State, I watched. I watched UC Davis, Cal Poly, because I like to see how you operate versus the option. Do you feel as though which one of those games would you feel as is your best tape? Um, I feel like San Diego State was by far my best game. Reason being, um, playing against you know a top team, you know that's had a lot of success in the past years, especially in the run game, having two. Um, top running backs that entered the draft. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, it challenged me to um, see where I can compete at. And obviously, I saw for myself that I can compete at a high level with um, anyone in the Division One level, you know, playing with guys that are bigger, faster than guys that I usually see in the big sky. So being able to, you know, make some plays for my team, um, 
that game, you know, made me realize that, you know, I'm capable of doing a lot more than I really think I can. How difficult or how much of a hassle is it to play against a team like Cal Poly? Because I, I can only imagine how frustrating that is for a defensive <laughs> player. Uh, yeah, that, that game's, a, you know, really difficult. Um, you know, it takes for you playing with really good eyes. You know, playing that fair option, you really don't know where the ball is. So, you know, you just got to trust in what the coaches tell tell us, um, you know, our keys, you know, you got to play that cut block a lot, you know, you get cut playing against Cal Poly in that beer. So, you know, it's really trusting your keys and playing with good eyes. You can't, you can't do with a lot of instincts against, you got to be really fundamentally sound like that. I remember my freshman year, we, uh, we played at the end of the season, we played Wofford and I could remember just looking over to the defensive side on, on the sideline and the amount of sheer frustration <laughs> these dudes had trying to figure out the option uh, for four quarter. By the time you figure it out, you, you find yourself either down by 20 or you're in a <laughs> tight game with these dudes. Like, okay, I got it. Well, you only got three minutes left. So, but when you look at when you look at your your game as a whole, again, I think you could play free, strong. You could match up in the slot versus some bigger wide receivers. You got great ball skills. Where do you feel as though your your skill set or your game is still being underrated? So um, I just believe that you know people people um, don't think that you know I can cover on the outside or the inside that well. You know, being very new to the position or not going against top tier receivers all the time, because um, people obviously know that I'll be real physical. I'll get off blocks. You know make hard hits and make big tackles, But, you know, people underestimate how good I really can cover. People people don't see that, you know, I make a lot of plays on the ball or if the ball is in the air, that majority of the time I'm coming down with the interception. But I, just, I, I think that's the main thing that I think I'm underestimated on. It's, it's interesting because coming from your perspective, moving from offense to defense, you normally see a lot of defensive players kind of afraid of the ball when it's in the air, they panic. But you, having that offensive background, you see there's an opportunity to go ahead on it and make that that turnover, and you are able to convert a lot of those opportunities. I, I just find it shocking that people would view your ball skills as questionable. I think that's just – I think that's one of your stronger points. Uh, what's one of the, the difficulties you found uh, in playing a safety position in this day and age where, you know, you're facing so many spread offenses and, and everyone trying to attack you guys vertically? Um. I think, you know, I really don't see too many difficulties. Um, I, just, I just feel like during the game, you know, during practice or whatever, I just feel like, you know, being mentally just playing with good eyes, you know, it will be very hard on some people, you know, to stay grounded and fundamentally sound when playing the game. You know, it's easy to go out off, um, go out of playing with your technique and, and, you know, I think that's what sometimes gets people. And just staying grounded in your fundamentals um, is what helps what helps you in the long run. Everyone loves player comps, you know. And, and I, only, I stay away from player comps and, <laughs> unless it's obvious. But who are some of the guys who you watch at the next level and you try to take pieces of their game and add it to yours? Um, some guys um, I like, you know, 
I, I, I'm a ball hawk. That, that's what I consider myself, <laughs> a playmaker. Um, you know, so the Honey Badger, you know, Ed Reed, uh, Deion Sanders, um, you know, those guys right there that I just named, you know, those are ball hawks, um, game-changing players, uh, guys with lockdown. Um, but I also, you know, take bits and pieces from Jamal Adams. You know, that's the tackling machine. You know, come downhill really fast or hit you. Um, so th- those four guys right there. It's interesting because you know you guys are or the type of safeties that are defenders that always gave me problems. These long, lengthy, <laughs> athletic guys. Like man, I can't shake these guys. But you recently had a pro day, man. What were your thoughts on pro day and, and how well you did? And and what were some of your takeaways? Because it's a unique event. You're, you're out there. You're not playing in front of a crowd. You're performing in front of guys that essentially can decide your fate as your fate as a pro. What, what was your thoughts of, of on pro day? And how did you feel as though you did? And what were some of your takeaways? Um, my thoughts on Pro Day, you know, I thought Pro Day was um, went really well for me. You know, I was able to, you know, train two and a half months um, at Exos. And I believe Exos got me ready for everything that I saw at Pro Day. You know, I felt like I ran well. I felt like my change of direction was well. And I felt like this drove was well. So, you know, I really I really didn't feel nervous or anything going into a play. And I felt like I went out there and performed at a high level for every scout that was there. And, you know, some takeaways, you know, that I have for being um, at Pro Day was that, you know, just just seeing the amount of scouts out there, just seeing how blessed I was to even be in that position um, to go out there and perform you know, not only for, you know, my family, but, you know, for my school as well. And just to be able to form at a high level. You know, that's 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 a great takeaway because, you know, your coach is obviously going to be proud of you. Your teammates want to see you do well, but your family really has known you since birth and they really have your best interest. And they look at that event as, wow, this is pretty cool. Seeing the dream on the way to becoming true, man. And, and to go through all you went through, you know, fighting some injuries, playing offense, playing defense. Now you find yourself as a, you know, on the precipice of being a pro player. It shows you have a true love for the game. So what is it about the game you love the most? You know, what I love about the game is, you know, I, I'm very competitive. So, you know, I, lo- I love to win. You know, I, I would do anything to win, sacrifice my body for my team. You know, I'm going to give my all every day. But, you know. Main thing is, you know, I want to win, you know. But at the same time, you know, I like I love the brotherhood that I get with my teammates. You know, being able to, you know, hang out with my teammates and come together uh, and be be close with some of these guys, you know, really touched me because some of these guys, you know, I'll have at my wedding one day and I can call them my brothers, and and it doesn't matter what position group, you know, linemen, quarterbacks, you know, I'm pretty cool with everyone. And just being able to have that brotherhood with all these guys, you know, you know, makes me really happy. That's been the biggest uh, takeaway I I can say as well, man. It's like you don't realize it when you're in it, but as you get closer to the end, you're like, man, these, you know, I I don't know if I could live without these dudes. These are my guys, you know what I'm saying? And, 
and you could pick up right where you left off. I'm I'm 37, so it's been a while since I've been in the locker room. But when you see these guys today, you pick up right where you left off back when you were in college, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's all still the same uh, bond and love, man. And listen, Mister, I appreciate you taking time. I wish you the best of luck. You're gonna be awesome as a pro. Big fan of your game. Uh, where can people follow you on social media so they can keep up with you as you trek toward the NFL? Um, uh, my Twitter, you know, is um, Hario, H-A-R-R-I-E-L underscore Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R. And my Instagram is Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore Hario, H-A-R-R-I-E-L. Now, you could be honest with me, man. Um is this your first Twitter? Because you know how it is in college when guys create these social media handles. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this your first Twitter account, your first Instagram account? Because I can only – I know what my first, let's say, Hotmail account looked like. But you have such a professional Twitter and Instagram. Is this the, the your original one? Yes, this is my original one. <laughs> Good deal. <Yeah. laughs> well, Mr. Man, it, it's been fun. Again, I appreciate you taking time, man, and we wish you the best of luck moving forward. I appreciate you. Um, thank you for having me. 